Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Headspace Podcast, where we'll be going through the album and doing a review of the insane clown posse's brand new Joker card drop, Fearless Fred Fury. So what we do here, for those of you that are new, and well, yeah, my name's Holden Stefan Roy HSR. My name is Chris Chrome. And you can skip our intro bait if you check the description of the video. For those on TV, flip ahead so you see the Patreon pop-up thing. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so what we do here is go through the album track by track, and we give our thoughts, our opinions, whatever struck out to us in the most unstructured way fucking possible. Mostly I care about what the songs are about, and you know, that's just kind of what it is. We let everybody know right off the jump that we are not professionals to you juggalos out there well yes i'm a little bit of a juggalo y'all know hell a lot more about this universe than i do for those of you who aren't necessarily Entire juggalos universe yeah the dark carnival is a big universe i so as you can tell chris is giving himself away here so for those of you who are up on the lore i i really hope you guys drop some comments and some knowledge because everybody coming to the video benefits from you sharing what you know and for you enhancing it all just because that's the kind of community we're trying to build here i'm super about the comments i literally answer everybody like secretly if i see you drop it i want to answer it within five minutes it's not always possible it's usually not possible but if i can i feel like i accomplished something nothing really but i feel like i did uh still so we're gonna go through uh, insane clown posse's fearless fred fury brand new car uh, album new joker card i think it's the fourth joker card in this second deck if i'm not mistaken because there was bang pow boom there was mighty death pop there was marvelous missing link and then we got this one um so anyway before we jump into it like i said we care a lot about the comments and yesterday i dropped my little solo review of the companion piece to the fearless fred fury album which is the insane clown posse's flip the rap it's not an ep ep the album it's fucking 12 songs in 50 minutes it's not an ep um i don't care what they call it it's a full fucking album which is a good thing it's just called the flip the rat ep anyway so on that i got a cool comment from clown boy Normally we do last week's video, but this seemed more relevant. Uh, it's not a B album discussing the Flip the Rap project. Though Shaggy, even so, they made songs this album. They didn't make it for Triple F and didn't like the song. They just put it on the Flip the Rap. That's just according to Shaggy. But my favorite song of both the albums of Triple F and Flip the Rat is Hawking. So much truth in that song. And surprisingly, he's right. That song really breaks down a lot of... In a conspiracy theory-like way, it breaks down a lot of truth. Like, actually things where if you do double-check it, it turns out to be a little more accurate than it sounds, which is an interesting track, nonetheless. But that was that project. I reviewed that yesterday. You can check that out after this one if you have listened to all 29 tracks like I have. Um, anyway, that is that. Uh, so if you do comment, we'll have a discussion, and I would love to learn more of your thoughts and opinions just in general on Insane Clown Posse, on this second deck of Jokers, what's your favorite Insane Clown Posse album, all that good shit, come on Juggalos, whoop whoop, all that stuff, you know, I like Fago, they sell that shit right up the street, I'm, I'm not playing, they sell it right up the street, I only bought Fago for the first time because of the Insane Clown Posse, because it looks like No Name Soda, so I started buying it, and the root beer has this, like, the thing I don't like about Fago is it's low carbonation, is what I can find. Like I like a higher carbonation level, but with root beer, it just works perfect. And the cherry colas I ate, but cherry coke's better. Sorry, but yeah, 
I keep that Fago there now until Bonnie gets mad at me and gets rid of it because she doesn't feel the same way I do about Fago. Um, I saw the Insane Clown Posse in concert. I don't know. I'm just kind of talking. Sorry, this is maybe not that interesting to anybody watching this. Anyway, so we've done the favorite comment. Why don't we uh, do the thing where we thank the patrons? Linda Williams, Super Old School 1994, Chris Prado, Carl J, and Ismail Gadamsi. They're awesome. We'll talk a bit about that at the end. And Chris, what album are we talking about today? So for this week's Headspace album review, what episode is it? One something. One hundred and twelve or thirteen or something whatever. higher. Anyway, um, we're doing Insane Clown Posse's Fearless Fred Fury. Yeah, that's the one. So this is the part of the show that I started earlier than I should have, where we just contextualize how much we know the Insane Clown Posse. So Chris, how much Insane Clown Posse have you listened to in your life? The last album that you reviewed, I didn't end up doing it was the, the great show. Malenko. Yes, I did listen to that, but like as background music. So Chris does not listen to the Insane Clown Posse. No. This is the perspective of a non-juggalo, we'll say. Yeah. I mean, I know who they are. I've I've seen like starting my whole hip hop like introduction. Like I saw them on like much music. I saw them on different things. Like I'm not. I'm not oblivious to who they are. You can't really not forget what they look like. So I, whenever I saw the faces, I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. What he's saying is miracles became a meme, so I couldn't avoid it. (laughs) No, I, no, whatever song played in like early 2000 or. Maybe it was homies. Whatever. I don't know. But I know, I've known who they are. I just never willingly went to go and listen to them until this weekend. And. All right. I listened to them for a lot longer, but I only came in around Bang Pow Boom, somewhere around that era. Um, like, I remember the next album dropping. So it was between Bang Pow Boom and the following album, which I can't I don't think it's Marvelous Missing Link. It's whichever one it was. Um, still, so I started listening around then. I went back in time, and I wasn't experienced enough to know why the older albums were good. I say experienced because they're a lot more pure hip-hop, I would say. Like... This this newer end of ICP feels more like they're really experimenting and using technology to the fullest to create experiences, which is dope. But like that earlier stuff felt more hip hop. So at the time I wasn't into that grittier sound. Now I've come to really like it. So I kind of think it's amazing how they've managed to reinvent themselves. And I would say they've managed to reinvent themselves to become relevant in a modern era, which is not something a lot of artists can do. So the fact that they become multi-generational artists just like being able to pull it off and like cement that legacy is really, really impressive to me. I just wanted to throw that out there, but I've been listening for a bit. Um, we, I did see them live on their Great Malenko tour when they came through Canada recently, uh, so that was dope. And then we reviewed Great Malenko, which was fun because I had just seen it in concert. So that was a good time. Uh, I came home. There was, like, this much Fago on the fucking uh, floor of the venue when it was done. I think they did 400 two-liter bottles, which is pretty cool. It was a good time. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, I can say that I was 
the Insane Clown Posse is a group that since we've started doing album reviews in the end of 2016, I've kind of been really waiting for them to drop something because I was kind of excited. Like we were ready to go in October and it never happened. Right. Got pushed. So I was pretty excited for this. I wasn't expecting the twofer. I wasn't expecting the two albums, but I decided we're going to trench in and, you know, we did them both. So Flip the Rat, I already listened to in full and then it came to this one. But uh, it was cool. Like I played this Fearless Fred literally midnight when it dropped before i went to bed uh on like the fucking friday morning right like i don't ever i'm on vacation from work this week so i never get to do that this was kind of like a really fun like i felt like i'm 21 again moment just in general but uh we can move into it so basically they have every album like in their joker card series has the joker i need to explain that whole like double deck thing very quickly and what these characters are so they have a dark carnival which is just the universe they've created and every album reflects like a joker uh card thing which you can just to simplify as like some demon of some form Mm -hmm. every album reflects a specific niche um so grant malenko's like illusions and all sorts of ways life will trick you and blah 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 religion politicians that kind of shit Mm-hmm. um and then i don't know this album is fearless fred fury so what we're doing on this album in theory is to go every song is kind of exploring the lore of fearless fred fury which is also a satirical commentary on a particular type of person who if i'm not mistaken and this album is your average person who's like passive aggressive who just takes all the shit and never fights back and this kind of invokes if you live like this the consequence is that fearless fred fury is gonna come and so all of these songs kind of describe shit and the way he would like manifest is kind of the way an icp album would work mm-hmm. with different skits and shit and then in this case fearless fred fury and if we talk about just the cover for a second and you look at it um you'll see that there's a little rat um in his little pocket and so when you look at the fearless fred uh sorry the flip the rat ep it's just kind of zoomed in on the rat and it's like the side adventures of the rat which i thought was cool that we got like that little split experience um but yeah so the name is kind of just fearless fred fury so when you're fearless it's almost like i guess um he's the absence of fear he's the response to Mm -hmm. being living in fear to that extent fred because of alliteration and fury because you rage out because of alliteration let's be honest that's why the album's called that it's it's good alliteration still um then the covers is typical you're gonna see the visual side of what every like joker card has a specific icon and this is this one's and it's fine it's okay it doesn't strike me in any significant way to look at this album cover. I don't know if it does for you. It was, uh, again, I saw the, I expected some type of clown face looking. I expected some type of uh, demonish, I guess, type when I heard the name first. Uh, so it, they, they're, they're really good at like having that cartoony album cover look at it. So it was, it was cool. Um, I just... My only thing was, like, just there's no name to it. Like, on the album, there's just no name. Yeah, but you just see, like, the I, it's, it's, like, you don't need the name. Right, no. Because Fred. Right, like, that That was just something, like, I guess I kind of found interesting a little bit, too. It was just, like, they, like nobody, you either know who, the, who they are or, like, you're intrigued to find out, more or less. I mean, on the other hand, we are, t- I mean, you're right, but we are talking about, 
you know, something that's like 10 albums into a particular series. So No, no, I, I, I completely understand. I'm just saying like, again, I'm, I'm, this is my first actual album right. that like sitting down reviewing and the whole thing. So like, even for me, like I was like, oh, I saw the album cover and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like you either get, for me, I, I get the feeling of, I like that's, that's ICP or I want to figure out what this is. Like, it's just, it, it was a cool little kind of like cartoon villain character to it. Which I think is really cool. I just think in general, the fact it adds like a certain sense of personality. Like, just the fact that they chose to use red and black makes you feel more aggressive, more anger, more passion. And I feel like it, it's really well done. I don't know. But like, I really don't think his face is my favorite. I mean, just, I, I don't know. I was just quickly looking through. Like, I think something like the Grant Malenko or even the Bang Pow Boom ones are actually, like, like cooler covers to me or than this one. But it's fine. He's got his little crowbar. He's got his fist. He's ready to wreck havoc. His rat's going to eat some shit. Um, are you ready to jump into it? Are you ready I'm to start ready. talking? Uh, this one is starting with an intro. All right, Chris, how do you feel about this intro? What does it do for you? I like the intro. Uh, I think that introducing this character was really cool. The build up to this, the build up to the album was was really on point. Um, I like uh, how they went, how it kind of starts off just pride, dignity, and anticipation for life. Do you do you possess these traits, or do you let others walk all over you? Like I like how the um, I guess narrator, demonic satanic sounding voice or whatever who's exp who's kind of describing who fearless uh fred is um questioning what people like i guess i guess people in general as he kind of like summons fearless fred a little bit so that was cool to me um i liked how uh they kind of defined that fearless fred fury is measured by uh your own lack of self-respect uh, not being able to kind of like defend yourself or, or feel your like self-worth and that's in a way like in a way in thinking like this is really dark and, and really, like there's going to be some really heavy I guess lyrics or whatnot there's also this sense of like wanting to be supportive in terms of like fearless Fred is just there because you can't seem to protect yourself in a way like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from who this character is um but I do like the intro. I do I do like the 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 cinematic feel to it, the whole the whole vibe that it the kind of atmosphere it puts you into. So I left it at a four. Yeah, I mean so it comes in and, and I mean this is something I guess I was expecting. It's just this intro track to set the context. And it's something I've been really noticing about what I think a good album intro is. Like you can start with a song. That's totally fine. That's a way to do it. But if you're going to do the intro route, then your intro needs to do something in particular, in my opinion. And even your first song on your album, its goal is ultimately to do this. It's to take your person from whatever they were doing in life prior to listening to this project and it's to like suck them into the universe that is this album. And in my opinion, a good album fundamentally will bring you into its world and it'll bring you on a journey. And when you're done that journey, you get to go back to your life. It's almost like a good album in a sense, it's like an audio movie. And I think that this introduction does a really good job at accomplishing that goal. 
Um, from a music front, it's really sparse, and then it's got some weird, like, 90s fight club EDM-type sound going yep. on, and then it just kind of, like, gets clowny for a bit, like, carnival and shit. Like, you almost get the branding, like, yeah, this is ICP, but you also get the tone of, like, the feeling of what Fearless Fred is supposed to be through this music. And you get the sense that he represents the dead who are pissed off at people who are wasting their life through cowardice. Like, um, basically, if you have problems or things that are blocking you, confrontation, if you're basically playing a victim card, and I think it's specifically people who are just consistently victims, people who are never able to change their circumstances. And it's like, as much as they have attacked a lot of aggressors over the course of their career, there's always some type of person. Like, I think, like, uh, Mighty Death Pop is, like, extreme people with, like, thrill-seeking type behaviors and just kind of making fun of that ridiculous push-it-to-the-edge mentality. Here, they've managed to do something where I think the target is a lot more granular. I think it's this is the most you, the regular person listening to it, t is the target of this album that they may have done, to my knowledge. I don't know all of the lore of all the albums, but it felt very much like this is talking to the average fucking American who is just sitting there letting shit happen to them in a bigger sense with all the awful government shit and whatnot going on. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty fucking liberal based on what I've seen in their uh, other albums. Uh, still, I thought it was really strong. I like how they, they kind of introduce them and they make sure to like drop the rat which is kind of like the easter egg album like in, in technically to get that album in a legit way you're supposed to purchase the physical copy of the disc which comes with a code that lets you then buy this other album i found it on youtube <laughs> so that's what i rolled with uh, thank you youtube you're a wonderful platform i don't know why they did this cheeky move but i bet they made hella bank off of people who just and you know what flip the rat's a good album it's fucking good uh, we'll talk a bit about my feelings on that at the end. Well, what if people didn't know about the EP? Like they could, it could have been like also reward surprise. Like they announced the fuck out of it. Um, either way, his pet rat flip feeds only off the fear instilled within you by Red Fred. You know, like it's almost like Red Fred hypes you up, and then the rat plays his part, and he enjoys to eat on what your fear is like and shit. It's just, it's such a, it's cool, like the way that they are so imaginative with this concept like you can tell that they took a lot of time to conceive this shit in a realistic way and tried out different things until they really hammered it out and when i realized the amount of effort they put into the concept i felt kind of okay with the delay and everything but um i give it a 4.25 as an intro it's it serves its purpose but it doesn't really reinvent the wheel or do anything special it just does a good job at what it's supposed to do and it flows immediately into the following song which is red bread so the fight back kicks in and my first thought is hey there's a song called fight back on flip the rat and i realized that was that was cool to me that they're able to do that like essentially it's like what fred wants you to do is to fight back mm -hmm. so it's cool to drive that in at the beginning as just like this is a core tenant and it shows up in like at least four songs i can think of this specific fight back uh sample um what did you think of this track well just speaking about that whole fight back there like i like that chanting i like that type of 
energy again in this kind of like you know violent dark way they're kind of trying to support people in terms of like standing up and you know kind of like stand up to bullying stand up to this stand up to that like don't don't let yourself be walked over so that was really cool um the song i had a little bit of problems with the song itself just like listening to it because it, it didn't really kind of i don't know i just it didn't have that sort of flair that i guess like i was expecting from the intro it was it was just weird a little bit um the flows were okay uh i enjoyed how they kind of depicted who red fred was and and how it kind of got this like like this very this uh imagery of him kind of like walking down the street kind of showing up and you got the you got the whole kind of thing going so it was it was really cool um i did like the line when uh violin j says yeah yes fred's they're both in life and death yes fred begins we ain't nothing left uh fred won't hurt you no he'll do worse when fred's uh nearby screaming curse screaming or curse like i thought that was cool i thought that like i felt like when all when all else fails there is this thing there this entity that is kind of and like they're using curse because it's like the dark carnival right it's supposed to be all like demon and bad bad but like in a way it could also be like just this like this spell or this 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 positive energy in a way that could be to help you again fight back the repeated mantra so it was it was a cool song um i did leave it with a 3.7 though just because it, it it wasn't really feeling i wasn't really feeling the instrumental I didn't really feel like it was really trying to catch my ear. There was more of just like an anthem, if anything. But it, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. You know, I, I want to touch on the instrumental too. I think that is the worst part of this song. Um, it's really flashy. Like it's really pulsy and industrially and all sorts of sounds coming in on through and stuff. But in some cases, I think they went a little too far with it. And this is definitely one of those cases. Like, it's so hard to focus on anything in this song because the vocals are competing with the beat for my attention. Now, in, so in some cases, there's just a lot happening and you listen to it three or four times and the more you listen to it, the more your brain will like organize and filter it out and you know kind of put everything in its proper perspective right i just felt that four or five listens of this song later it really just felt flashy still like it felt like a lot of flash um and that's just what like the beat and the polish and like the pop on this sound it sounds like they were pushing for loudness and it's really hard to really enjoy the composition of the instrument like some of the beats on this album are just like damn that's a fucking cool beat this one to me felt more like that's a lot of noise it reminded me a bit of that like explosions one where it's really dubstepy from i think marvelous missing link lost or whatever that first single that came off that it was just like the beat was loud and in your face but at least that one it was kind of like you know cool and new and interesting it feels like they've ran with that and turned it up a few notches and i don't know i enjoyed the sound of it right because i could picture the live show version of this right the cd version of this is whatever 
mix this in with some fago and a crazy light show though and i think you're talking about a really good as you put it like banger or whatever anthem type sound like something that you can just really vibe to in a more live setting but kind of isn't the best in my opinion for like the headphones sitting around environment i guess it's because like i want to say like mob mentality like it it kind of brings up that whole rage that whole like especially with the fight back and the and like that 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 energy they bring through that like it's it's good in a way and i also i just wanted to say like i do admire the um because you were talking about the flashiness of this of the song right like the beat and everything and in a, in a way i guess i can somewhat admire it in terms of representing uh who fearless F uh, fred is like just when I look at it from like a cinematic point of view of like introducing and, he, and the character's kind of coming down and he's coming to get you and he's kind of like coming down your block or whatnot, like I could see them trying to present that flashiness, I'm here now, like I ain't ready to fuck around type shit. Like I can, I could, I could see that, I get like I really like how they're trying to be very um, creative with what well, they're doing. The problem then, if we want to talk about creative, is in a sense, I can call that the flows and shit, the way, the way that Violent J is flowing is creative. And I say that because I, I, I really believe he's willing to do anything, like any flow. He'll try it. And he'll, he's like so open-minded and he's so all over the place. As a listener, I find that puts you in a position where due to the, the vast range and versatility of what an insane clown posse project is going to bring to you and you guys all know they're they're like palette of diversity is insane like they'll do anything literally any sound any genre any anything and violin j can sort of sing i mean he can sing but he has one of those he can sort of sing kind of singing voices like, like sometimes it hits and sometimes it's like the third verse of this song where he's just like yes friends the revenge you never got you're like what <coughs> see i'm fucking coughed <coughs> that was embarrassing but yeah no he's just like straining his voice it's like i did not enjoy that third verse mostly because it sounds like you're trying too hard um the first two verses are kind of cool though i really do like the flow like no red fred he does not forgive no after you meet fred you don't live no like it's got a cool chantiness to it mm -hmm. it's basically an a flow like a bubba da bubba da bu hey bubba da bu that's all it is it's hey. it's just a repurposed a flow and I, i'm okay with that that's really cool it's very blunt and it's just kind of painting this picture of like fred's gonna get you right don't ever think fred only playing face fred it ain't no use in praying fred enjoys all that hoe ass crying escape fred it ain't no use trying red fred spreading spreading you know like there's a sense that like this attitude is toxic it's going everywhere but like let's be real the song doesn't really go deeper than that he's mm -hmm. just kind of wails out about fred and it's kind of like his theme song then shaggy comes in and you realize when shaggy comes in that shaggy's not that present on this song outside of this little bit the woo get punished motherfucker you have been a had hoe shit you been a sad hoe a sad motherfucking soy sack of pussy shit and you know what that's the best part of this song shaggy too dope coming in with his clown ass voice doing this shit red you know scared to get yours scared to have nuts red fred gonna punish you for being a pussy hole and since you a pussy hole get fucked motherfucker you're just like that little bit that shaggy did is like a good thesis statement for this album in a sense and i feel like he really steals the show on this introduction 
and then we get the third verse from Vow and Jay where he just like here's the thing I feel very mixed about it it's well made and it's really well done right. and it serves its purpose and you know what if I was live and depending on my state of mind I'm totally feeling this song and there's nothing in, in, intrinsically wrong with it mm-hmm. in fact it's kind of really good except that it's so shiny I don't know. The more we've talked about it, the more I feel like I gave it too high of a grade with a 4.25 now. I feel like it's more like a 4. So I'm going to give it a 4. It's a 4 on 5. It's fine. There's a lot of great shit on this album. So don't think this is Debbie Downer bullshit up in here. Please don't come at me with your fury. Like here. Here we are. Good shit. Like this is what I was hoping for. Some high quality fucking interesting shit. Like... You know what I'm really enjoying? These old men doing trap music. And that's what we're getting here. This is ICP trap music, right? I mean, in terms of the flow. Yeah. I got a, I got in my home and I ran in my room and I cut out the lights and the pressure consumed me and bad in my bougie and bad in the bougie and Migos and Migos and... No, no, no. This song... No, no, I'm sorry. This song sounds like Alpha Omega. Uh, it's basically they're all the same triplet flow. It's just every but like, triplet no, flow. No, like the beat, the beat slightly has that no, like. But, like but the, okay, so my my main point on this song is it's like Tech Nine beat, because the beat's more like a Tech Nine song, meets the Migos flow, which is not the Migos flow. I know it's like it's the triplet, which is which is actually traced back to Three Six Mafia a lot earlier. And guess who signed the Psychopathic? the mafia six so you know i'm not trying to like mock it i say the migos flow because that's the pop culture understanding of this flow not because I, I i know that it even predates uh fucking three six mafia's use of it although i'm forgetting which one it was now it makes me look like an asshole still fucking dope i mean this song just comes in and honestly like i said in the last one you hear violent jay coming in and then you hear shaggy and shaggy motherfucker steals this show Okay, I, I wanna I wanna just say something first. I like how in verse one, Violent J kind of like you know I got home, ran to my room, cut the lights off. Like he's kind of setting up this whole imagery. Like again, this I like how Violent J does the storytelling. It's really really yeah, it's good really for nice. me. Um, you know, and then like, he's like tears out, ter- tears falling upon a shotgun. I'm cocky and like okay, you, you got you got that picture. He's going crazy, and then you know blah 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 blah. And it kind of follows suit, and I like I like that. Um, one line I really liked was red six, six, five on the clock radio. Now for me, uh, I think that's like kind of symbolizing, you know, six, 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 red six, six, six. He's one step away from becoming the devil. Like that was pretty cool to me. I thought that was awesome. But also I've seen, uh, if anyone, if any of you know, if six, six, five is a legitimate thing like they've said it on the album there's like i'm pretty i i understood to be branding for fearless fred fury i don't know if it predates that personally like i've seen it with like marketing on their twitter and shit for fearless fred okay then fine uh but other than that like i I, anyway i like how again violent j kind of just gives you this whole picture then uh you know at the end of the first verse he's like it woke me up and the simple fact that I'm pissed, you find out like, you know, he, he's kind of self-realizing that and that's cool. Second verse, he's just fully violent. He's like, murdering this mother and killing this person and he's just like going ballistic. 
Yeah, because um, that's like what it is. You're basically a wanky whiner sitting around in your room pouting, and you're all sad, and right. you're letting life consume you, and that's when Fearless Fred Fury gets you, and you go psychotic, and you turn into a murderous psycho filled with fury. Absolutely. So I enjoyed that, and then we go to Shaggy. And for me, I'm thinking Ooh. right off, you know I'm sh- sucker punching. Like, here's here's the first couple lines of Shaggy's verse to me. I'm sucker punching, it's suckers, I'm punching. Squeeze the cocksucker throat, hear the bones crunching. That's He'll need a vegetable tube when he's lunching because everything neck up no can no longer function. Now, here's here's my thing. It just sounds so dope the way he speaks it. It, it does sound dope, and it's super cool. But I don't I don't get it. Cause then in the second like in seconds verse, in verse four, he's kind of takes on the same type of like second verse that um Violent J does. He kind of kind of releases like the demons and all this stuff and what he's gonna do and what the blood and all this shit. But I'm like, okay, wait. Where is the part that Fearless Fred needs to show up for Shaggy in verse three? He's already knocking motherfuckers out. I think it's just in general this mentality is okay. kind of where it is. Or you don't necessarily maybe verse one is the only one that there's the weak guy, and then every other verse is the infatuation. No, like I'm not that worried about it. What I was really thinking is that on this song you see a really big split in the vocal performance of Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope. Uh, more than the lyrics, uh, Violent J is crazy and animated and doing all this kind of stuff with his voice, like non-stop, which I like. But then I realized I also kind of like it when Violent J raps his fucking ass off like Abracadabra, boom shakalay, I'm Violent J in the back like a vertebrae. You know, like, yes, he's animated and shit there, but it feels more like he's rapping his ass off than he's trying to be like a theatrical performer. Here it feels like the theatrics is almost more important than the rap. Whereas when Shaggy comes in, no, no, no. Shaggy is rapping his motherfucking ass off and he's right. spitting rhymes. And another thing is I like how he kind of brings in Flip. Uh, the corpse laid there rotten, become hella pungent and perfect for Flip and his friends to be munching. You know, because that is kind of the consequence. Like some shit's gone on, like Fearless Fred's come in and then you see like the aftermath and then you have like the rat coming in to eat off the joy of all mm-hmm. the de- destruction caused by Fearless Fred. I like how they keep connecting that. Like they keep, I, I like that the consistency with the character build. Like they didn't just forget about the rat. Like that's still there. And um, I like how he, like, kind of, again, adds into the lore. Like, Fred Fury taught me revenge is the way. Payback's even worth waiting for years. Fight back. Taking a chance again with a jab. Repeated offense. It would have, perhaps, you know, like. So, like, you, you again get that lore building. I guess it's more I feel like Shaggy takes a much more hip-hop approach to it is what I'm noticing now. And Violent J is more of, like, a performer with it. And I'm not saying that he's not rapping. That's not what I'm trying to say, but by comparison, Shaggy is rapping his ass off, whereas Violent J is almost singing with it, you know? Fair enough. Um, I also don't know how I feel about, like, the fuck well, fuck all the forgiving the other bitch. Bitch, I will murder your mother, bitch. I'll store your head in the cupboard, bitch. Fuck all that dying and crying and whining. All I want, revenge. I don't die, bitch. Murder go round, you gon' ride, bitch. Fuck all that bitch. Suicide, bitch. Like, I don't think it's that clever. 
to me it sounds like he's trying to be really shocking but without like literary dopeness to attach it and i'm not even saying shaggy's like next level with it but bitch i don't matter to tears bitch fury to spawn out of I mean, fears bitch i'll stab a screwdriver deep in your each ear till i know what you hear me and fear me and clearly smack me my paint never smears bitch i just even feel like with shaggy at least there's a little bit more imagination with it a little bit more effort to be like something with it you know and this is my preference y'all can enjoy what you like out there but i really enjoyed this song don't get me wrong this is really cool to me i give this a 4.6 on 5 i think it really does what it's supposed to do i think that chorus is sick it has that fight back drilled in i think the the, the hearing them do like the more triplety kind of flows and shit is really dope i think shaggy is just excellent with it violent j a little less so otherwise like i'd be calling this a near perfect song i gave it a 4.2 uh i kind of stand by how i feel i think that i prefer violent j on this track just in terms of those two different verses showing the context of kind of like being one and then kind of flipping into the other uh, i do really like shaggy two dopes verses as well they're very they're performed really well i do agree he kind of taking more of a hip-hop aspect to uh what his performance is uh but i just i i guess for me i was a little just thrown off like he was just more uh you know kind of violent and kind of going with the punches right off the bat instead of kind of giving me this like change feel or whatnot i guess that's just how i interpreted it for me i also think that there's not like a set rule to how it's no, absolutely i do want to point out that the alliteration on the little interlude the fred fury is all in your feeble fearful flows formulating into one ferocious flood in the afterlight whose fiery face will fuck you up it was fun it was in the weird clown voice i enjoyed that um anyway the next track on this album is a little bit of a parody i think that's we can call it a parody it's called west Verner ave this song is fucking amazing i really liked it first of all it's violent j rapping i'm sorry shaggy too dope rapping pretty much the whole song whereas really violent j only kind of shows up uh maybe he does the chorus i don't know who does the chorus but he does a little little bridge thing I thought that was kind of nice. I was like, hey, because you know what? There's not enough Shaggy on this album. I'm going to say it now. This is like, I'm, I'm appreciating all the Shaggy for, because Violent J does that animated shit on every song. You know, that's kind of part of what it is. Like on, on nearly every song, he's doing it. So a part of me was like, come on, man, just, just wrap your fucking ass right. off a couple times. Just And he did a couple times. But when I heard this and right off the jump, you're just like, so I'm marinating at home, sipping cheap wine in the recline. I'm on bottle two, so it, so this beast fine. Bitch giving me a lap dance, but honey heavy. She weighed more than a 3,500 Chevy, you know? It's uh, she lifted up her belly, wax surprise pussy at fro like the Jackson Five. It's fun. It's it's punny. It's witty. It's a little bit extreme and shit. But then he does something that's really fucking dope. He samples in a fucking uh, ghetto voice from the song Scarface. I took a girl. The I took a look. The girl was cooked red, exploded, reached for the Uzi, and then he just cuts that off and keeps going at my foot and unloaded. And the fact that he was able to kind of give that nod to the ghetto boys like that to me is fucking that's what you're supposed to do in hip-hop a little bit like mm. you're supposed to make that effort to show some love to your like elders and whatnot so that was super cool of me and then you're like killed somebody grandma across the street they all gonna die no they can't hide as soon as we find out who um basically somebody shot at him that's what i understand yep. um we're gonna ride down to west Vernon avenue that killed me and the first time I fucking heard it. fire and you're just like what 
you're just like. They sampled Electric Avenue. You gotta walk onto Electric. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that. But it's funny because it really just shows them going down to do a fucking street sweeping drive-by. Anyway. And then he goes and just keeps going. The southwest side is like Baghdad. Yeah, people kill for a gang rag. Yeah, if you're my enemy, I'll make your brain hang. And it's like, damn, is Shaggy like really spitting some almost like street shit going on? And it sounds pretty decent in my opinion. I can't say. I know that they have like a past, these guys from like way back when. Um, but I really appreciate it. He's like, like we asked Big Red and Meth Head Sally. Yeah, I took a second, got head in the alley. It's like, yeah, it's not a meth head. I figured, well, what the hell? Here's 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, it's just so silly coming in. Then Jay calls up and shows that they go and get him and he finishes the song. And overall, I felt the juxtaposition of that absolutely ridiculous use of Electric Avenue mixed with a, a killer fucking beat. That yep. beat is just stellar. It's just good. Shaggy bounces off that shit like this is A grade shit, man. I'm giving it a 4.75. This is one of the standout tracks on the album in my opinion. Uh this song really blew me away in terms of uh Shaggy's two dope storytelling. Uh so far I haven't really gotten any storytelling esque feel from him. Uh so this was cool. I like how he sets us up in the first verse, uh, you know, kind of he's doing his own thing at home. He gets shot at. Um, he has to kind of find revenge. Second verse, he's kind of chilling around, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, by the third verse, he's, like, been waiting around for three hours. Uh, and, and, you know, you kind of get this, like, feeling that he's really connected in a way. Like, he knows this person. He knows that person. Like, some metal metalhead bass chick is the one who like snitched on the people that that kind of shot at him so you you can kind of tell that he's out there he, he's been around this is this is like kind of just normal for him in a way like this is just a day in his life uh so i found that to be really cool i do agree that uh mixing in electric avenue is just a, a mind throw to tell you the truth i mean i wasn't expecting that and i just it was cool to hear it was fun it was energetic it was silly it was laughter it was everything you could think of i left it with a 4.5 and before we move on um we have one of those good old skit things on this one and i feel like there weren't enough skits maybe because they did more storytelling stuff they felt they didn't need as many skits but this one kind of sets you up with these rich folk and you're gonna get some hurdles and for the first time ever you're gonna get a what the fuck so when I heard what the fuck for the first time, um, it was like when it dropped. So let's say the second time is when I'm like, I've already now basically listened to the Flip the Rat EP over and over again. Now, apparently what the fuck was a single and it's been out for a while. I didn't hear it yet. I only heard it after this album came out. But um, it just reminded me of like a worse version of Hawking. Like, Hawking was a much cooler version of what this song wants to be, in my opinion. Hawking, in the same vein as this song, kind of just brings up a bunch of random shit. Only Hawking kind of brings up it up in a more, like, serious kind of conspiracy theory way. He does a conspiracy theory, like, but, like, actually does it in a way where, you know, it, it comes off like it sounds a certain way, but he's saying a lot of truthful things. This just feels a lot more like random, like 
it has a little intro of his kid freddy's just as good as any other kid in the world right now like any other kid dude splendid i'm like okay so freddy's kind of like anybody anybody could be like freddy which is fair i i felt like this was meant to be a very universal be careful with how you handle your life or this will happen to you but just off the jump. So we're going to build a wall to keep the aliens out, huh? The fucking long way home's the safer route, huh? The kids are dying, starving from the drought. They found a dead girl with their brains drug out. They executed the wrong man the other day. They checked his DNA after it wasn't him. Another nuclear disaster mashed hole. Some asshole dropped his wrench off the scaffold. I'm like, this is some vapid what the fuck shit. It's very top level. It's very just like, oh, these are things I saw in news headlines. What the fuck is going on in this world? Now, <coughs> why I say it's like Hawking's but like worse is because Hawking's went like kind of specific in some really like you can Google those things and they like are actually fact checkable. And it was really surprising how much truth was dropped into that song. Whereas this, I mean, yeah, everybody knows this shit's happening. It just feels so top level like... You know, like I feel like the world's a, part... a giant battle royale royale of turmoil, pillages on each other's villages and burning oil. And it's like I mean, yeah, but damn, did you manage to take an interesting topic like this and do like in my opinion, almost like nothing with it. Just like why is a wonderful thing like living on this beautiful planet we've been giving so fucked up? Like But I think there's a I think there's a kind of like essence to having a simplistic type of message and then the way that they kind of use like the what the fuck and the the freaking out and the going crazy on the chorus um but that's really the only good thing i have to say about this song i don't really like it um i think that it's really noisy i think that i don't like the chorus at all um not not again not what not not because of what they're saying i like what they're saying they're 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 questioning what the fuck is going on they're, they they kind of want to know why we kind of treat this beautiful place like trash like again in this weird dark twisted way there's this type of positive message that i keep finding and getting from these guys so it's like there there is some type of well, good it's but... like so that church is full of that bullshit donor you just paid for viagra the preacher's boner and he didn't buy it for his sweet white sweet wife judy nah he rather some of that little boy booty as much as like i can appreciate the sentiment of saying that organized religion's full of bullshit and it's fucked up that catholic priests is fucking boys and shit and that they take your money and exploit like all of these are valid things to say but the way he says it and like it just sounds like fucking newspaper headlines like the, maybe that's the whole point is that this whole song is newspaper headlines and what the fuck this is our whole world but considering i know how deep he can go i felt this was like vapid as fuck that's, that's my, like the content here it's so superficial like the prisons are too crowded huh fresh butt rapist out in two months or less and if he's on his best behavior like yada he's out even quicker to slaughter your daughter like what i mean maybe it's like you, you don't i find it just problematic if you're gonna try to do like this kind of satire like do it right you know like this just comes off a little disingenuous to me 
Like, it sounds like you're trying to just be shocking, but nothing you're talking about is shocking because the actual news versions of what you're describing are more shocking than your shocking rhymed version of it is, I guess, my problem with it. Like, life's kind of fucked up right now. You're right. So be fucking fucked up. Be like Facebook controls Myanmar's, like, or WhatsApp in Myanmar creates fucking genocide. That's a fucking what the fuck moment, you know? Like, use big words. Be blunt. Do what you did on, like, fucking Hawking. That was cool. Or is this, like, uh, the milk is good for the bones when all it really does is gives you bones that don't make them hard. It makes them soft. Just cut out the middle, man. It blew my head up. And I get it. This might be part of, like, and I say I get it because it's probably just showing, again, the characteristic of who Fearless Fred is going after, this vapid idiot. Right. And I guess as I'm saying it now, that makes more sense. And, like, the concept is good. But somehow I feel like it just misses the mark. Still, I respect that it's well made. But there's still a lot of noises. There's a lot going on here. It's hard to focus on anything in particular. In the same way I was describing with Red Fred. But I liked it less. So I give it a 4.1. And I'm saying a 4.1 because it is, it is pretty good. Like, it's not a bad song by any means. It's just vapid. And I wish it could have been more. It's not what I would have hoped for with that subject matter, you know? I gave it a 3.7. Yeah, Chris isn't feeling this as much. Keep in mind, um, I do like other songs on this project. In so fact, do I. One of the ones that I really like a lot more than the previous one is called Satellite, the next song on this album. I like this song. I can't even help it. It's just like, stop whining, man. Appreciate what you have. And, you know, life is pretty cool. You know, that's essentially the twist of it. So yeah. it's the same... It's the same core topic, like complaining and whining and not changing your life circumstances and shit. Only here, I love Violent J's rapping on this. Like this, I feel like he's fucking rapping here. Like I feel like he's just trying to go in. Like your life's shitty. Wow, is that what you said, man? Try and tell that to a dead man in the red man, stressed in the head, man. No bitch in the bed. Yeah, I've been there. I'm like, damn, that's pretty like, you know what? I know life can be shitty. I've been there. I had a shitty life too. But like, you know, if you really think about it, try and steer you up here, Sabu. That'll cheer you up, sad fool. I don't really know what the Sabu line means. Sorry, I just don't. You got kids that love you, and if not, you got a roof above you, and if not, you got two legs beneath you, and if not, at least you ain't getting beat down and shot. That's a good point. If you really, really want to think about whatever your circumstances are, the real point here is that there is some worse shit. And I'm like, damn, this is like really fucking mature and shit. And then the way the beat flips up with that, you still got a lot, a little spot, a little car, a little pot, tube sauce, and dude on the block is sleeping on two rocks. It's just like, damn, it gets kind of funky, pointing out some of the good shit and then really adding contextualized. Like how many, like there's at least several people I think that have died of like freezing in Montreal. Like I was at the Metro the other day as they were, taking a homeless person into the ambulance and a metro's our subway we live in a french place um and i was not sure if he lived i haven't seen him again so maybe he died and that he froze to death and shit so all things considered if that isn't happening to you that's pretty good you know so load the jukebox and do a few shots because you ain't got a tombstone like tupac you know as long as you're alive there's something here then that chorus is beautiful bless me with the sight of a satellite i can't always see from here i can't always see clear from down here you know the bigger picture type shit like I wrote a song called Cosmo, and it's on my first project. It's on Spotify and shit. And a lot of the concept was kind of like how aliens see the planet looking down. It's not exactly the same.
same thing but it is kind of just that looking down like how we treat our homeless people and stuff like how we complain how we treat the worst of our society is interesting to me at least um but i feel like shaggy is is really cool he comes in and he follows suit he's rapping he's doing it proper let's be real because you a cocksucker motherfucker motherfucker motherfuckers like you is just not the best line ever it's just not I'm it's sorry. not um, but it still sounds fine and i forgive it and then he follows that up with ain't motherfucking right dude i'll fucking fight you and I appreciate that. Like, you know, when you realize that these fucking people are whining toxic waste of your energy, it does make you want to fight them with your fucking wasted times. I also liked how he point he calls out like Isham's name. My homie Isham pointed out the worst punishment for crime is when they fuck off your time. You know, and he's pointing out as long as you still have time, as long as you can still go do shit, there's nothing out of loss, you know? And I really believe in that myself. So quit yelling, life sucks, adore this, you'll understand when you're full of rigor mortis. It's kind of like, as long as you're here, keep pushing. And I'm like, damn, like, what's worse than traffic? A fucking hearse. That's worse than traffic, dog. And I'm like, this was so unexpected, but I also thought it was really well made. It was almost uplifting with the music, completely left field in terms of sound. But really, they just, they hate it proper. For me, this is a four and a half on five. I do agree. I really like the positive. Sorry. Sorry. The Rick Ross cut was fucking weird and unnecessary. <laughs> the everyday I'm hustling. Yes. It broke the yes. flow. It didn't fit. It just like it stopped and broke everything. It didn't do as well as the last time they, they, cut, a, they cut a track like that. Um, but um, I do enjoy the song. I mean, it's pretty much straightforward. Don't stop looking stop trying to loop yourself into the negative and look and see what you really have in front of you and appreciate the little things in a sense which i think is a really great message to be spreading around um on top of that i mean the flows are on point the song itself is kind of got this boppy catch to it so it's really cool um i do like uh, again i do like how violent jay um <clears throat> you know it really goes like you got you got kids that love you and it's and if not okay you got a roof like he really kind of shows you like to look at some things that maybe we take for granted and that's one of the main things i took from this speaking of that in verse uh in, in shaggy tudo's verse we find out he doesn't really like being taken for granted he doesn't like you know he wants to make sure that his time is respected and it makes sense and that even if it, if he chooses to waste it on whatever it is that's his choice but he he kind of feels like when other people are fucking with his time that's that's the bigger that's the bigger issue which i think again is another message we could all really kind of just listen to and really kind of think about and kind of like work on ourselves is kind of where i'm getting at from this track as well uh but for me this landed at a four it was it was an okay song all right the next one is definitely not seriously hilarious sometimes you get what you ask for and it's not what you wanted and that's what you find out so violent jay decided he's gonna wrap his ass off on this one he's coming in with like his old almost like old school sound and rap flows you know none of that theatrical bullshit well not none of it but like he's toned it right the fuck down for this one but i don't really know what this song is is really about i mean it's very clear that maybe it's like about how people think they're fucking funny and like society makes fun of them and like the world's most hated band and then i wondered if it had to do with guys like twisted and magic ninja entertainment and that whole beef and shit i thought i don't know it just sounded like i i may have taken it like very mainstream but people are trying to ride the juggalo wave and y'all ain't really down to be with us 
Like, we kind of just do this shit Well, that's solo. definitely, like, in like, the second verse. Like, for sure. Right. I feel like, I don't know, me. I, I, I kind of just took that there was this, like, level of people are trying to, like, wave ride or, like, trying to be part of something that they don't really know and, like they're trying or isn't it like in the artist are trying to follow the trend of being that too like i said that's it like verse two but i don't know it just feels like verse like verse one is like towards anyone like oh you think we're funny oh you think we got jokes and we're just a hilarious fucking music act which like because they do this inner city posse which is like their name before icp like this is some early shit which like i feel like this song makes sense 15 years ago or even maybe more recent but like from what i can tell that stigma of everyone i mean in my circles in my world the stigma of everyone hates icp is not a real thing anymore if it is i just i can't figure out what prompted this song or what its purpose is on on this album it sounds to me like violent j whining at me for two minutes or three minutes or whatever the song length is that people don't take them seriously and people like take advantage of them and there's almost nothing about this song that's fight back it's just we roam alone but they don't roam alone they got a whole fucking crew they shout out love and crew and squad like all the fucking time how are you also roaming alone like this one just felt so fucking weird like like all i'm saying like it just doesn't make sense how do you go from being yo we got the juggalo family we squad on like every album and now you're just like mad and petty and you're roaming alone on the album where you're making fun of people for being mad and petty all of that confused the shit out of me so i'm hoping somebody out there can like break this one down for me and be like that makes sense or maybe you're right maybe it is just people who call themselves juggalos now maybe people call themselves juggalos now because y'all aren't hated anymore i don't know i'm just i'm confused by this one it's like technically proficient it's just uninteresting it just feels so like it it shouldn't have been on this album to me it wasn't hilarious i get it i get the irony of the title i just think this was a miss man i give it a four it didn't belong on this album well like actually i mean okay so even in verse one right um uh and not what i wait so in verse one, there's no names, take a beef stance, claiming they'll hurt mine. But when the chance come, when the ch- when that chance come, that stance in the merch line, they're only hurt. Yeah, it's like it. to me, it's like, oh, you guys all talk such a shit, but then you're coming and buying my merch or your whatever. Or, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it still feels like they're really just calling out people who claim see, to be part of if their if shit. If anything, so that's, that's a like, specific thing, right? If I'm not, because there's so, a, the, so then what? This would be fans. Well, no, hear, hear me out. So... If I'm not mistaken, when Magic Ninja Entertainment uh, and they split from Psychopathic and Twisted and shit left, they still wanted to sell their Juggalo merch at, like, the show or whatever. They still wanted all that merch money. Like, that's what I thought of when I heard that line. I was like, mm-hmm. is that a shot at Twisted? Like, I don't... Because nobody annotated it, and it's, it's fucking... Unam- it's, it's ambiguous as all shit. Like, it's it's... It doesn't belong on this album. It just sounds like Fearless Fred's going to show up and spank him for writing this shit, is my thoughts on this one. but Or maybe this is the manifestation of what Fearless Fred Fury did to him over this situation. 
again i could go on for days about how confused i am and i'm pretty good at going on at length for no good reason so i don't have anything more to say on this one i gave the song a 3.7 do you have anything more to say on it not particularly it's you cleared everything and i don't really understand it besides that it sounds like yeah y'all are talking like you want to be like us but you don't i'm also pretty sure this is one of two songs where violent j actually says juggalo on this album so that is my that is my thesis of that song that's fair as has been the case it's like we go up one and i'm really loving it and then the next one's kind of down and i'm not really loving it well game over because i like this one sometimes you ask for something and then you just get it and it's not disappointing like the previous song because i feel like while violent j does a lot of the cinematic he kind of shit on this the verses was proper fucking rapping like it's just nice i mean it's very story driven um the whole song paints the picture of this kid who games too much and every verse goes a little bit further like he's a teenager then he's in his 20s and then in verse three he's in his 30s a professional fucking burnout now what i love about this song is that i know somebody in my family who it fits very fucking well very like i mean not exactly but there's a lot of parts of this song where i picture him and i'm like that does sound like you, dude. I, I mean, obviously this is exaggerated, but he's also not 34 yet, so we'll see what happens when he gets there. But um, I really just, I thought it was so imaginative because, look, here's the thing. Video games, in a sense, are not that different than drugs. If used in moderation and with understanding of how your time goes, it's pretty cool. But when you use video games to build your social life to a point where you maybe don't meet people in real life now listen if you're in a room in iowa and you don't have a choice because you don't have any fucking neighbors i'm not judging it i'm saying that if your entire life becomes this obsession to just get back onto the game to go talk to your boys online and shit who you've never met and aren't really there for you they're just people you game with that are here for the now like all i'm saying is i'm not judging it I know of people who got married on World of Warcraft and all sorts of shit, so I'm not against it. But this is describing the extreme, which is unfortunately realistic. And like, I don't know, man. <coughs> In like a era where professional video gaming is a real thing, there is the side where you're training to be a professional gamer. And then there's the side where you're just kind of sitting in a room avoiding responsibility by playing video games. You decide that your priorities of like basic human aspirations don't matter anymore because of video games. And that's kind of what this song really points out in multiple parts, like um, especially later on, like, um, sorry, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, only three fingers left working was still enough for me to claim I'm an expert in my profession and my profession is fictional. I don't get paid. I earn lives in digital you know, like, just this idea that as long as I can keep playing my game, I'm a super happy guy. I can sit on my couch, I can do my thing, and I can just keep playing, and it's all good. And, oh, when this game's done, when this life is boring, well, there's a whole new one waiting for me. Um, as far as just the creative storytelling parts of it, there, he's basically in, in the second verse yelling at kids and shit. And one of my favorite fucking parts is, like, tell the bitch eat a dick talking shit in my ear hole. He fucking called me fat, though. How the fuck did he know? And I thought that was the most hilarious shit because then he goes on to wonder if there's some camera on his mic. And here's the thing. If you ever hung out with stoner gamers, I'm talking about the stupid stoner type, the ones who get high 
to play video games, not get high because they get high. And then, you know, once they get high, that kind of motherfucker who actually makes those kinds of noises. And then they have a moment like that. How do you know I'm fat, bro? Oh, shit. Yo, what if there's a camera and the microphone? Like, what if they can see us? I'm done. Oh, fuck. I was just jacking off. I'm done. Oh, shit. What if that nine-year-old kid saw me beating my meal? You know, like, the problem is, and maybe it's not a problem, it's that I know multiple people in my past, let's say, people I don't necessarily congregate with today, that I, that is a real conversation, okay? That shit happens. Exactly like how he describes here. So I'm just like, damn, that's good. That is like spot on in terms of the exaggerated version of the reality, okay? Spot fucking on. Because it's not everybody. But it is some people. And these people will rewrite their priorities to justify this habit and everyone else is a fucking asshole. And they are often people who really do fit into the general narrative of this album of self-pity, self-indulgent little wankers who have no accountability or responsibility in their life. So as the last one, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why it's on this project. I mean, this is it, man. This is this is one of the nicest songs on this project. So, like, like in a sense, this song is kind of looking towards like a like towards a lack of ambition in a way. Like but it, it seems like because I'm trying to figure out like how this would affect fearless Fred Fury. Because the kind of person who's escaping to video games to this extent, who blows off basic life responsibilities for the sake of video games, is often the same type of person who won't fight back or anything. Who just fights back in video games because fighting back in real life even taking showers and shit is too much effort too hard to try in life i'm gonna sit here in my corner and you can leave me alone and fuck off if you don't like me like that's who it is who's doing this so i think that because look if you game that's cool i game i had civilization running like fucking crazy over this week but i mean my entire life is not gaming and I think that if your entire life is any one thing, there's a, there might be a problem. Unless that one thing is making you hella cheddar, in which case I take that back. Um, well, maybe. I don't really know your life. But what I'm trying to imply here is if you're using escapist things, something that does parallel drugs with your dopamine release and shit in your brain activity, and you're not, and you're using it to escape life, that's problematic. And that's when Fearless Fred's gonna show up and fuck up your day. I mean, I had to go through a lot of the lyrics and shit. This is the, the concept of what this song is about. I mean, the delivery is excellent. He fucking flows on through with each verse. The the choruses are really interesting. It sets up the premise of what's going on for the next verse, kind of making fun of him. Like, yo, that's just, you're just fucking disgusting, bro. Like, you look gross. Yo, you want a game? You just want to go game, bro? You know, like, you just get that kind of feeling of what's going on. I don't know. This was amazing to me. And then it has the little skit at the end, which, um, kind of builds up the next one uh where dude kind of shoots back some shit and it flows into the next song uh that was a cool little skit and it's more relevant to when we introduce the next song but i get this a 4.75 on 5 this is a really like this is a song to check out on this project i gave a song a four i just kind of felt like they were commenting on gamers people who enjoyed playing games or whatnot now i do understand there is a level it's, it's not just gamers. No, no, but I do understand that there is like a level of extremity. Like it's he not. He knows just... the person I'm talking about. 
That's why he keeps making those faces. Needless to say, there is, I, I just, for me, the song itself was really cool. It was presented really well, and, like, the, the, the description and the kind of comments that they were being used in the, in the song was also, they're very real comments. Like, these are things that I've had people, like, I've overheard people say to other people. So I have friends like this. I've said this to some of my friends, too. Like, I'm not, I'm not. That's the part Chris I'm doesn't not, like. Is this song about me? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not debating any of that. I'm just saying that for me, the song was just very well driven towards that. But I'm not really going to go back and listen to this song multiple times to give it like a 4.2 or a 4.5 or anything like that. And the beat itself was, yeah, it was cool. It had this this weird gamey you know arcadey feel to it and, it and it suit the thing. But there's only so much arcade noise I can deal with before I get annoyed. So. I am leaving it with a four. Anyway, so then there's that skit at the end where Buddy's like, yo, how'd you get here? And it sounds like he's in hell, so he's died and he's down there. Yo, so you got to understand, I found this bottle. I was with this girl and she wasn't that hot. I wanted to fuck, so I found this bottle of red rum. I just shot that back to putrid shit, and then I went on a fucking rampage. And that's what the next song is, The Night of the Red Rum. Hey, Chris, how do you feel about this murderous adventure? it's very fun it's it's very high driven energetic um the storytelling again violin j does a really great job in the terms of storytelling it was really cool i followed along but there's i don't really have much to say about this he drank the red rum he ends up you know stabbing the girl he's with in the boob and then killing her with a rock because she chased him um in like verse two he's walking around with a bloody hoodie and then he picks up a hooker and then you know kills her listen so. he camel clutch bent the bitch back all the way back until the slut snapped the back of her head tucked in her butt crack killed her thank you holden you're just like very much short shelling the descriptive nature of I, because Jay. i mean like i don't really want to discuss any of this descriptive nature um i'm still slightly battling you know getting over my sickness and i don't want to do you know what a bed lamb is no let's see it's oh here we go I here we go i didn't know this word before today watch it so, be some weird a fucking sense torture of uproar thing. and confusion an institution for the care of mentally ill people red rum yum red rum yum yum bedlam i just want to throw that out because if you don't know what that word means you don't even know that that's a good line I mean, the chorus is nice. The chorus is good. Um, I that's the, overall the song isn't bad. It's it's really funny. It's one of those like this is a silly adventure we went on, and this is everything that happened. He ends up killing a cop and joggers and all this stuff, and everybody just ends up dead, and it's a really fucking crazy. So cool does joke. he? So and then my head with a piece of glass, I cut her throat and heard a loud pop. So now he's in the third verse. He's going. He goes to a, a titty club. Yep. And he's like beats the bouncer, and then he's uh, killing the girl, and then he just pops uh, behind me. Brain swapped, hit the meter. Bartender's dead shot, dead shot, on spot. Never saw the red dots because there's a red dot. So like target his head. You can't necessarily see it if you're in the middle of murdering people. That's kind of what I'm taking from it. Um, everywhere, spread hair and skull chips. Head slop. 
Okay, so his brain splattered. Said the head cop, fuck him, the shit was red hot. So the cop in charge said, kill him, just do it, get him out. And props for that cock who shot the lead and never said stop. So he's in good spirit, thankful to the person who killed him because he gets it. I mean, this song just kind of follows up shit like Night of the Chainsaw. Done a bunch of drugs, go fucking crazy, face the theme. I guess your fury, if it unlocks, could lead to one of the many mass shootings that go on in America on a near daily basis. So, I mean, it's not a completely implausible thing that an insane clown posse fucking song could happen at this point in time. Right. Um, Either way, I enjoyed this one more. I thought it was a little like, okay, Jay's rapping. It's got a good feel to it. It isn't trying too hard. Everything's proper. It's kind of got imaginative shit. Like, nothing about this is exceptional. Nothing about this is bad. This is a good freaking song where if you are wanting to go listen to a nice violent bloody spree, it would add into the good collection of tracks they've done. I like Night of the Chainsaw better. But it's pretty close to like that feeling for me, and I really like that. So I gave this a 4.25, and I don't really have a lot more to say about this one. It was pretty fucking straightforward. Comedic, if you're into that kind of thing. It got a 4. Um, the next one is fucking interesting. Why don't we talk about Low? What's your name? Who's your daddy? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Was he rich like me? Really oh, shit. That's time of the season. That's a good, really, really good song. Low is not a bad song, considering they're fucking with a really good song. Um, It is basically taking time of the season and doing some really weird shit with it, in my opinion. Um, Just in a whole different direction. But, like, he keeps, like, the main, like, flow of it. Like, I am Mink. I'm that cheetah when I sink my fangs. Like, he keeps that shit going. And I'm like, is this really happening? Like, he's singing low, I guess. I don't really know. And the song's fine in terms of, like, its content. I can't say, like, that the content really blew me away. I was just more bamboozled on how well it worked as a song. Like, I like you, hey, I like you, low. That's the whole chorus thing. It's not a lot going on there. Still, the, with the doom, 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 like it just carries it so well. And then that like second verse, are you clean? Cause I'm dirty, like a wet blood stain. I'm that clap in that netting, about to infect that wang. I'm like, I guess if you're low and dirty, you are kind of like the VD that's about to infect you. Um, and it's just kind of gross and shit. But then absolutely one of the best parts of the song is when they drop the premise and then shaggy comes in with his fucking dope ass part like antifreeze in your cola low the ayatollah low down ebola low the high that to low down and it's just a bunch of bad shit honestly that's all i can see about this song it's a bunch of bad shit and he's like representing all the darkness and it's almost like this like love song to everyone from fearless fred like i am the worst <laughs> and that's kind of all that's really happening in this song i think the brother is hulk hogan's brother i could be wrong or they're making fun of it still i don't know that there's a lot more for me to say about this i do think shaggy stole the show again i think shaggy has outperformed jay in a lot of places on this album just in what i'm interested in these days maybe in a year or two i'll change my mind a couple of years back i was always violent jay over shaggy this is the first time i've ever felt like that but um it is a 4.35. It's pretty good. 
I liked it. I like the. Uh, I like how they kind of changed the song. I did when I did go back and listen to the original song, so I had a feeling of what they kind of changed with it, and it was cool. Um, I like the the whole part of being low, of feeling like beneath. Um, this part, this this feeling of like. Um, I want to say no return. I want to say like feeling incapable, and they're kind of. I guess they're kind of just setting up this imagery of like that's where we are in the album right now. We're at a very low point. We're at a very. The character is the the character who we are dealing with, whether it be fearless Fred Fury or whoever this like, uh, you know, person or being is that it, that that Fred is infecting or consuming or whatever. Um, they're at a very low point. That's kind of what I took. Um, I like the kind of mellow, dramatic, really low voice that is being used on the song. That was also kind of uh, kind of cool as well. Um, but other than that, it was very short. It wasn't like a really long, long track. Um, felt short, at least to me. Uh, and I gave it a four. All right. The next track is definitely imaginative is a good word for it uh it's called triplex triplex i don't know all right chris tell us all why you love this song because it's a really cool uh interpolation of what a serial killer a cannibal and i haven't really figured out the third one yet because it's kind of fucked um and what a i guess a psychiatrist or a doctor or somebody who is kind of like a mad doctor or something like that who's so playing it's life three with murderers this. And one morbid man. Well, yes, that is essentially the chorus of the song, and I really, I really do like it. I like how they presented this. It's there's there's this song. They're rapping, but they're in a conversation, and they're getting introduced into different ways. Uh, there's three main characters. There's Eddie. There's Hank, and there's Dan. Uh, from what I understand, Eddie is a serial killer. He keeps getting like these visions. But he kills or... women. He seems to always be killing girls, like bloody red, bloodshed, guff toes, and death, hating women. I kill him until I ain't done left. So he's like really into killing yeah, women. Right. Um, Hank is a cannibal from what I understand. Hank is the best part of the song. Let's just be clear. When Hank's verse kicks in and he's like, just any one of his three verses, and you got that, oh, oh, in the background, just offbeat, randomly being thrown around. I want to fuck a fat lady and have babies. <laughs> it's like, what? This is just awesome. I love them and shove them in a fat microwave of it. Oh, and you're just like, this is the best fucking verses of all of them. Anyway. And Dan, I don't know if you have, like, if you've noticed anything or whatnot. He's just kind of really, like, fucked up. He's, like, dating some girl who's a dude who, like, wants him to kill his family. And he's just listening to whatever this good dude girl is saying. And then he changes, and then he kind of kills her and kills his friend after as he's fucking the mom. Yeah. yeah. And then it's <laughs> whatever. Honestly, I'm fine. Eddie's whatever. Eddie's just killing women. He's boring. But let's talk about Hank again. Right. Hank again. Look here. I chewed off my own toe. The pain was vicious, but that shit was delicious. I ate my left hand too. You think it's dumb shit? I don't know though, yo, because it was scrumptious. Of course, with the ons. Best verses. Oh. It's just, I don't know, the voice to everything works. And then obviously, verse 8 of this song, in verse 3, when he comes back, Oh, I shot an athlete in the head and it is hard for a start. I shot a scholar in the heart and it is brain for the smarts. I shot a porn star and it is trying to be dick strong, but a cop full blowing AIDS. So I'll be gone before this song. And then the, oh, it's a different, uh. <laughs> 
It was, it was, that was the best part of the song for me. The rest, I can do without the rest of it. Just give me Hank. No, I want the whole song. I mean, this song was good. I really liked how they kind of cinematically just kind of did this. And you, I really kind of just saw like it kind of play out. And I, I really, I like how they're all crazy. How all four of these people are crazy. Even, even the doctor, like, even at the end... Uh, the doctor kind of like panics and he's like, you know what? I'm done. Like Eddie, I'm going to go see my wife. Cause, cause, cause he's like, Hey, what's your wife like? And he goes into the proper Violet J voice for that. He just drops all voices. Hey doc, what about your wife? Right. Um, Hank, he like tells Hank to eat his balls and Dan, he's just like, you're fucked up. I don't even know what to say, but I feel like even though he did kind of flip out throughout the song there is this sense of like kind of like demented genius demented lab doctor who's like you know what did you remember do you remember doing this maybe i have to up your medication it sounds like proper therapy like it sounds like three therapy sessions over time no it's not i feel like it sounds like they're in the same room no they are but group therapy Oh, okay. Like, everyone's in a circle. Okay, now, Chris, how are you feeling? Right. How are you feeling? And then a week later, and because he's, like, giving them things to, like, do each week. Okay, you got to work on your anger. Now, since we said to work on your anger, fuck that. I'm going to kill Kim Kardashian or right. Chloe or whatever. I don't know. Either way, I gave the song a 4.5. I thought it was brilliant. That's all right. Um, the truth is, it's nobody's fucking fault, Chris. I like this one. First of all, trip on a slut slush, shit's a must. At night, I grip my nuts and flick the tip till it erupts, putting sperm everywhere. And then, like a clean person, unlike the gamer dude, he wipes it up. He doesn't just lie in his filth. Very courteous. But this is a really interesting song. Because on the one hand, you have Violent J literally just moping. It's nobody's fault but my own that my life sucks. But he does it in like a really like pensive, self-aware, morose, singing way. Like... Mama, I can't seem to make a fucking friend. Like, he has that kind of, like, a voice to it. Like, he's soft and he's sad and he's just trying to get through and shit. But what really makes this song interesting is Shaggy's ad-libs. Like, fuck him. What? Or, like, to to the simple fact I'm dumb as fuck and Shaggy's like, what? What? Nah. Like, you're not dumb. So while the whole way through you have Violent J, like, moping and whining, and it's fine. Like, it actually really fits the song. It's just literally what he's doing. To have Shaggy as, like, a juxtaposition, almost responding to him, saying, you're fucking crazy, dog. You're better than that. You can do this. And then it's really soft and really, like, calm. And then that chorus is just nice. And it just, like, like, pours out and shit. Like, and the beat is beautiful and like serene almost in this pleasantness and you get the sense that this also like fits into the theme you know my shit never flies believe me no one tries surprise the doctors tell me that my head is sick my brain is mad jacked up thanks to fred and flip and in fact fuck i will never give i fight back a scrub will forever live so when you really think about it it's almost like this is another type of person that is going to get infected by fred this this person is like you know, maybe they're accountable in a sense. They say the words and shit, but really all this person is doing is like, I can't change. Everything's terrible. I'm going to go through all of this stuff. And this type of person, in my opinion, can end up turning into like the rage type filled person because Fred's going to prey on you if you're like this. You have to fight back. And then, I mean, at the end, it's kind of like, and in fact, a fuck I will never give. I fight back a scrub will forever live. And like, I, I question that a bit. I'm like, so wait does he fight back like i don't really understand how that fits into it there's it's i feel like there's kind of like wanting to 
Okay, so there's feeling like you can't do anything, and then there's wanting to ride that depressive wave. It's right. kind of how I took it. And I feel like this is kind of targeting people who are kind of like, you know, poor me, poor me, poor me, but refuse to really ever acknowledge that they choose to like, you know, their friends, their decisions, and their blah, blah, blah. Like, they kind of just brush it off. And then there's the other people who kind of like act as if it's like poor me poor me poor me but they're well aware of what is going on like they're well aware I, of the I, actual... I, so i agree with that it's just those last lines when he brings up fred and flip and how he's all of a sudden gonna fight back and shit and i just didn't understand how that is that like after all this he gets inspired by it and now he's gonna fight back well i feel or... like he's fighting back to be that self-loathing person is what i'm trying to say Okay. Like, he's not trying to fight back to be like, oh, yeah, let's retaliate and be better. No, he's he's like, I accept Fred. I accept the destruction. I like being mentally... Okay. Blah, 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 blah. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. I like um, this one, though. I get, sorry, I, just, I give it a 4.5. I thought it was one of the stronger ones on this project. Like, we're at an up, not a down. I liked it. Uh, it was just a little softer for my for for me in general. Like this was any other album, it's still a very softer track. Uh, so I I think it was really cool the way he the way that they 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 kind of just showed their because I feel like there was also some self acknowledgement in this song. They're like talking about you know uh, I can't make I can't really make friends and it's because I don't know how to do it and I feel like people suck and shit like that and it's like there is a little bit of you have to pay acknowledgement to what you've done as well. You can't just, you can't just be like, well, it's your fault, this fault, that one, blame, point of fingers and whatnot. You have to kind of acknowledge what you chose to do and, and, and the decisions you've made as well and kind of live with them and grow from them is what I'm getting from this. In, in a way, again, like something, a theme that I've really kind of stuck through this entire album so far is there's a lot of these dark, twisted, you know, kind of very like energetic songs, but there also seems to be these very positive type of messages underlining it where it's, it's like, you know, you can do this if you just believe in yourself, if you just kind of get over this because then you have to deal with Fred and that's not something you want to deal with or whatever the case is. Um, overall, I think I gave the song around like a four or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I gave the song a four on five. Uh, it just, it was oddly catchy to me, but just overall, it was just more slower paced. All I'm trying to say is don't get too hot head like when you're listening to this. There are 17 songs on the album, so we must hear 17, 17, 17, 17. This is bad. When I say, I don't want to say too bad. Like, it's well made. The beat's kind of cool. But Island J sounds like trash to me. Here I go again. Just whatever. It doesn't sound really cool. Literally nothing in this verse is impressive to me. I get it. Creepy, hoary, gory. But his delivery is not fun. The chorus is like everything between my ears is burning. Everything's building up pressure. So, you know, I guess it's kind of a response to the last song of it. If you're going to pretend like everything is my fault, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you're going to maybe snap. I mean, I can but understand then, the... Then, one, two, fire on you, three, four. He counts the 17, okay? They did eight bars of that shit, dude. Eight bars of that shit, plus four more bars where they just say 17. That is 12 At bars. The end too. Yeah. 
it's just too many bars of this counting bullshit on a done to death trope like when dmx did this shit in the 90s and that was kind of the end even at the end of it when they repeated the 17 they switched the beat into some type of trap it feel is I fucking think, weird and, man yeah no um i don't have anything good to say about this song um i understand if you're connecting it from the last track in a way where it's like you're kind of raging in your head and you're explaining to people why you feel so self-loathing or self-destructive or whatnot like i i get that you know the thoughts and the memories are all cool but this song is not good the See, beat's nice the thing. but when i really don't like a song i'll often listen to it just one more time and 80 90 percent of the time i'll find redeeming qualities when I tried to listen to this one one more time, I went about a minute and I said, you know what? The next song is really fucking good. I don't want to listen to this shit anymore. And that's literally what happened. I don't, I don't like this one. It's well made and maybe there is an audience for it, but it sounds lazy and it sounds kind of whatever. So it's a 3.5. Like this isn't good. It's, it's pushing fucking boring. It's not quite bad, but it's really pushing it. Like it's heading in that direction. Like I... There's no song on the Flip the Rap project this like this. Like nothing. The whole Flip the Rap project's better than this. Like I don't know how this made the album proper. I'm like I don't I don't I don't know. I just, this was a this is there's no shaggy. There's no redeeming qualities here. It's just whatever. Uh so Shim, just, sorry, go on. Just to give my grade um as a new like first time listener new to the juggalo world and the dark carnival don't show me this as the intro track don't show anybody like this isn't this isn't the song watch this is going to be like the next single in our comment section it's just flooded yeah, about with to get like, murdered, but this is it this is the biggest banger right but um i gave this a three on five Man. just even as like a first list like as, as a new listener it didn't really Sim okay look the thing is we can sit here and talk about this crap but why don't we talk about Shimmer? Shimmer's fucking good. Like, this might be the best song on the album. No bullshit. Like, it's imaginative. It's four crazy verses telling you this really interesting story. And this story is essentially the album's main point. So you come into this place and, you know, like his parents and aren't around. Like, it's clearly a dysfunctional home. Like, I, uh, she was a bad girl who liked to cause agony. I guarantee him that she wants to terrify and bury me. That's the shimmer demon. I'm used to sodomy. My dad's a demon and my mom is drunk and good for nothing but something to stuff his semen in. You know, like, that sounds like this kid's in a bad home and like even pushing some pedophilia type shit happening. I don't want to go that far, but I think he wrote it in a loose way where this demon can represent any of the bad circumstances in your life. But it's specifically this little creature who like feasts on this baby, he's like killing it, like holding a child and some shit's going on and she's staring at it. And then as he tries to go and get help, like nothing happens and nobody's willing to help him. And in fact, he's like stepdad slaps him or whatever for even trying to get help. And then he like puts a Bible in the thing and he's, uh, it comes out bloody and he sees this person and he gets to a point where he's just finally willing to embrace it because he can't spend his whole life afraid of this thing and death would be better than like having to look into the eyes of this demon thing every single day of his life in fear. So he confronts it 
and this is what actually just defeats it and everything is gone like it just ends like in my hands the bible the one i left there it was no longer bloody and all the pages were clear her wretched smell gone the air was warm and for the first time in, e in years i felt a calm from that night forward shimmer was aborted i can't help but feel my bravery was rewarded and then you get the little clowny voice thing it's like stop being you know you want to be rewarded too and then quit being a pussy queef and let your nuts hang do like your boy willoughby do some crazy shit sure but i i think the point is like that's supposed to be a little bit extreme but like first of all this song's beat is amazing it's like a, it's like when tech nine made that like five minute movie song on uh planet i think it was or the one before um it's like this crazy experience and it's so well thought out like this shimmer could be a joker card for like in my opinion how well thought out this song is like maybe not maybe i'm stretching but like it's so complete like when he advertised this album as these cool story type experiences this is what i was expecting a lot more of this this was great and it has a narrative and it fits everything and it's just so out there and, and cool and like the the triplex is like creative in a wonky way or no absolutely an extreme way absolutely. this is imaginative as fuck like this is but next this level is, to this me this is literally and and this is literally what a, a lot of like horror movies would depict in terms of like what i i've seen or whatnot like i can really picture this kind of like grudge looking you know shimmer type character being created all out of all the negativity and all the the pain and the and the agony that and the tragedy that the that, that this you know kid character goes through now um it's it's a really good story it's it's really really good and and again there's this sense of overcoming shimmer overcoming the the, the fear and there's a lot of this like fight back rebel it's like what I've noticed so what I've noticed about the album and so far with ICP uh, is they'll give you some shocking rap, extreme rap, story, blah 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 that like really is kind of gruesome dark or however. But there's always this sense of like, but you can overcome it. You can do this. You can be better. You can whatever. And that's what I really actually kind of like about them so far is that there. It's just it always everything kind of seems like a lesson as a message. Even this song Shimmer, it seems like the whole story, as much as it's beautiful to listen to, and you really kind of get captivated into the story itself. There's still this idea of like you can overcome it you can you can let go of that demon you can fight it you can get through whatever the obstacle or the hurdle is in front of you that's fair and when you do take on shimmer and you win you are left with freedom like william wallace says motherfucker i i really like this song i don't think this is as good as the last song but i feel like i like it as much as the last song it's catchy and it's upbeat it's like, okay, it's, this is really where I was. Crewed up like Scooby-Doo, but wish I'd give me best of friends. No ICP for him without me, for me ain't none without him. Okay, that was fine. It's like, yeah, camaraderie and freedom and shit. And then, of course, who steals the show? Staggy. Shaggy steals Staggy. the show. Staggy. Shaggy steals the show. I'm free to study. A robber dealer of the money. Rain or sunny. I can get high with a buddy. Freedom funny. It's just... His flow there makes the song. Just that part. And then Violent J does his part. Hey, okay. His okay is so good, man. Right at the beginning, this shit is yours. 
okay, 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 hey, like that is just his ad libs there. It's like a step up of every other ad lib I think in the rest of the album. Okay, and it's just it just sounds so positive, and this is kind of like instead of giving you some dark lecture about what will happen to get like Fred to show up, here's going, here's the other way to live. Just be free. I'm free to do whatever. I'm free to boogie. I'm free to woogie. Woogie woo. You know, like you're free to just do shit. No, you know what that means. I don't. It's off the great Malenko. It's a song called Boogie Woogie Woo. It's a banger and you should listen to it. I got to see it live while they sprayed Fago at me. Um, anyway. I'm like so happy about Dude, that. I don't know that I can go to a concert and not get sprayed by Fago now. Like, the experience I had with the Fago and the stickiness and the whole thing, it made the concert so much better than every other concert I've seen. It was ridiculous. It could be the worst music. And if you spray Fago at me, I might be more into your show. That's what I learned. Either way, this song's about be free to be you, do what you gotta do. And it's just so upbeat. That chorus is like, I'm free to go. You know, it's just like, it's just, it's free sounding and airy and uplifting. And it's where I believe the album should have ended. So this is really cool to me. Um, I get this a five. It's just kind of a really important song, I think, for a project as dismal as this, if your goal is in the more uplifting, be proactive type sense of it all. You know what I mean? Well, I actually kind of think it's cool. Uh, and for me, when I first heard it, I was like, mm, this is what I've been saying the entire album is they're trying to give you a different perspective of life in certain situations and this is just another situation that they want people to be positive for and they want to just you know be free to do what you want and you control your own life and you're independent uh i gave this a four though just like it was catchy it was cool but it wasn't anything so like oh my god also if you can hear it my neighbor downstairs is blasting their awesome alt rock shit like they blast music so loud i can feel it but they blast music I like so loud that I can't complain about it. Anyway, go on. No, I don't have much else to say about the song, really. Like, it's a good song. It's pretty much self-explanatory. They just want you to be free to do what you want. So I guess I was just trying to say, beware, the audio might get fucked because of my neighbor. This is the most unnecessary piece of trash ever. What the fuck is this warning? No, it makes sense for the next song. I don't agree. The next song is not shocking enough. It is just not. Secondarily, the likelihood of like this warning being heard before the song for most people is not going to happen. Really, if this is going to be offensive as a standalone YouTube video, people are going to find it without beware. If they had slashed on that motherfucker and forced you to hear it each time, maybe. But really, when I heard the next song, I was like, that that's that's that bad like you guys fuck around with Esham he didn't have to do that shit like and if that's the point if you are really that concerned with this offending people like for real A I thought you're fighting back and shit and you don't really whatever but B it's like when Eminem censors rape or faggot it's like if you really think it's a bad idea just don't do it like your warning is like I don't know if it's a joke like maybe it's a joke maybe I'm just it's like oh ha 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 we're gonna make a, a sick song so we're gonna put this warning as a little jokesy or it's super sincere and everything I'm saying is fucking like real to me like I just I literally thought this was a waste of 48 seconds of my life like I, depending on what came next I guess it's gonna be a thing but 
we'll, we'll talk about the next song when we get there, which is fine. I, I don't even dislike it. I just think this this beware was was superfluous and unnecessary just to like inflate the track list. Uh, that's what it felt like. Oh, we need 17 songs. Now let's put that little warning in. I don't get it. It didn't do anything for me. I gave it a two. I gave it a three. I thought it was a nice little break. Uh, it kind of hyped me up a little bit for the next track. So I think that there is some type of purpose. There, it's it's trying to build some type of suspense or mystery. So um, I kind of liked it. I, I thought it was cool. I did I did give it a three because it was only like 43 seconds and there wasn't like they could have done so much more. Even in the intro, it was like 43 seconds and that was still like gave you a lot of or maybe about a minute and that would still give you a lot more. So that's really it. Okay, let's talk about a snuff porn track. I like it rough. Why is this worse than Night of Red Rum? Like, all things considered, there's nothing about this that's really that bad. I mean, the premise of the song is what? Like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you with my dick? Well, no, like, they're sleeping, and they're fucking, and then they're killing, and then they're bringing them back to life, and God. then they're raping them, and, like, is... they're eating them and shitting on them. Like, I, I don't, okay, so... The warning, the warning hyped me up to think that this was a really, really bad track. And then, and then let, I listened hold, to the track. Allow me to just, I just need to, <coughs> I need to get this out. Let me choke you with your panties till oh, your no, eyeballs roll not back. This one. Then you can choke me <laughs> with your, your panties, panties till you feel my shit snap. <laughs> then I can choke, choke you, you with your panties <laughs> till your tongue hangs out a foot long. Then choke me with your panties, slit my throat with your thong. Bitch, let me choke you with your panties till you're purple like rain. Then you can choke me with your... I can keep going for at least twice the amount okay. I've done. So, I don't... I don't know why now that I'm listening... Now that I've heard the song and I've repeated it and repeated it and tried to figure out where... What the, the fuck's the warning for? Right. That's my it's issue just, now. It's, it's that just, there's this... We've heard, I've heard Brother Lidge Hung sound a little bit more disgusting. I heard Esham sound a little bit more graphic. Uh, so I don't really know where we're getting this warning from. Like, what's and on the top of that. Is it a joke? What is, what is the purpose of this song? Oh, this song's fine. I actually really dig it. It's just like, a, it's kind of like when Avenged Sevenfold wrote that a little piece of heaven, some crazy zombie love fucking song. Like, oh, I'm actually like, video. I mean, I'm into S&M, so like, I don't even hate extreme sex as an idea. It's kind of stigmatized, but this chorus is sick. What you know about romance, what you know about sex, what you know about suffering and gag reflect. Man, you just picture like a girl's face, I'm fucking shove that shit down back of her throat like that's some um, real shit people might want to do you know and then really the shocking part is what you know about reaching your peak in inches of death a lot of people might be into that that's maybe pushing it a bit for me but it doesn't sound unappealing uh, what, you, what you know about my climax causing your last breath i'm like i guess that's extreme so it's snuff porn i mean i think the actual act of doing this is fucked up but I think I, him writing this song is right in line with the kind of weird shit. Right. Like, how is this different than, oh, I'm a raper girl. Oh, she's a good little kid and I'll fuck her. Like, they'll say that kind of shit without a warning. I don't know if they haven't specifically made those jokes, but I wouldn't be shocked. Um, 
anyway then the first verse i actually don't mind you know i'll like to hang and stab you showering and absorb your drips well hey run away with that blood red thong i'd like to snatch you up and murder fuck you like king kong like it just sounds like a but i'm more... trying to understand how are you supposed to catch her running if you're done showered in her blood i think it's more like one-off lines it's not a narrative it's like okay this is my fantasy girl <sighs> Oh yeah, I want to do this to you, and I want to do that to you. Bathe in your blood. Yeah, that's what I picture. Run away. Tell me your illest desire. What? Want me to fuck you while my dick is on fire? Want me to chew your nipples off and spit them in your netting? What? That forbidden runaway? What's a netting? It's like sex. It's 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 juggalo talk. Um. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is this was not shocking enough for that warning. But it was a pretty good song. It was. I mean, I like, guess a song. It sounded really cool. The bridge is pretty the strong. The flows were on point. The like, lust is us and we bust dust. Like that's pretty good. Yep. Like all of it was proper. And had that warning not been there, I might have liked it even more. I gave it a four point three five. I totally do not think this should have been how the project ended. This is the weirdest fucking ending to this album. But whatever. I don't hate it. I gave it a four. Well, that's the end of the review. This is the part where we do our little sum up. I gave the Fearless Fred Fury Project by the Insane Clown Posse a lesser grade than Flip the Rat. Flip the Rat's like fucking great. It's like a 4.45 on 5. This is more like a 4.27 on 5. Flip the Rat is pretty consistent with like splish splash in the middle. And it's alright. You got some vibes riding to it. Still not enough shaggy. And the same thing on this project. Not enough shaggy. But my feelings on this is that it's versatile to a point of experimentation where there's two things i want to point out one it ends up with like this up and down like almost song to song it's like you like one you don't like the next that was my experience i haven't had that experience to such a drastic uh extent with an icp project since i've been listening since like this second set of things so i think that is something to be said the other part is almost a compliment to that point it's so all over the place in terms of sounds and i was learning a fair bit about just how music gets made in a book i'm reading now and um given the technology available to us i appreciate that insane clown posse is willing to push experimentation and crossing genres and the ease and facility of a tool like pro tools to like the fucking max they don't just use it in a boring way whip out like 50 beats in a day type shit they really make it interesting so i thought that was cool and i wanted to give them props for that but as far as this album goes there are songs on here i think are good but i don't know if i like fearless fred fury anywhere i like flip the rat i can go listen to flip the rat that shit's dope I feel like this album was was good, but I was there was just too many what the fuck moments. Oh, what about you? The album got a four point one on five for me. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was kind of what I guess I may have cocked up in my brain because I've seen them on television and stuff like that. So it is kind of goofy, silly, and entertaining in some way. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about the album. It was, it was good. It's just not for me. Like, I wouldn't be able to sit through this, like, willingly another That's two, fair. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I probably could. Give me, like, let me go back to my regular music. Let me kind of bump you know, some you stuff. You know what, like, well, when, because we've gone, because of super old school 1994's Patreon requests, we've done Isham, Natas, Natas, however you say it, I don't care. Um, and uh, we just did somebody else, Gangsta Nip. 
And like these guys is dropping some shocking kind of extreme shit in a way that like it doesn't feel as silly as when Violent J does it. And I think it's the silliness that might hurt some of those songs. But it also might be a silliness that makes you watching this really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I've come to see that with music. It's so we all like different things with it that it's hard for me to call something good or bad. So it's what I think is good versus what you think is good. Right. You know, and it's all different. Absolutely. Anyway, so that's this one. Please let us know what you thought in the comments. Anything you think about this album. Which did you like better, Flip or Fred? Which is cooler to you? Which project? If you've heard both, for me, it's, you know, it's Flip. Um, are you excited for the fifth and sixth new Joker cards coming? You know, just any kind of things. Uh, what what Nintendo, Did you like the Nintendo Switch Direct that just happened? I mean, I'm kind of excited for some new Switch games. I digress. Now I'm getting nowhere. Special thanks to the patrons. Linda Williams, Super Old School 1994, Chris Prado, Carl J, and Ismail Dempsey. They support what they, they, we do. They want to help see us grow. We don't really make money on this. This is about growing and learning and, and hitting that next level. In my dream, we can all quit our jobs and full-time make banger-ass, killer, well-researched reviews, but that's not life right now. So if you got bus out, we can grow, make a nicer set, build out the show, get more people involved, and all of that is with your help through there. In exchange, you get to force our hands because Patreon is picking more and more reviews. They will slowly take over a large section of what we do on this channel as more of them join. Can't help it. Um, and you get access to content early and good shit like that. Anyway, uh, if you don't like that, subscribe, like, and comment, please. I promise I'll answer all your comments for real. I, uh, I really do, like I said earlier in the review. Um, anyway, on that note, uh, I dropped a project recently. It's on Spotify and all that good shit. Hell, there are five songs of it on this channel. He has a song on this channel. You can check that out. Let us know what you think. Um, we'll holla at you in the near future. And peace and love and all that good shit. Whoop, whoop.